opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. everybody and welcome to Main Menu for the 25th of October 2019. I am your co-host Jason Castingway. Listeners may want to zoom in to this episode of Main Menu for in fact we're talking all about Zoom. Deb Cook-Lewis is our guest joined by almost the entire Main Menu gang. We have enlightening discussion on the use of and working with this conferencing platform. Enjoy the show. Everyone and welcome to Main Menu. We are zooming today, and <laughs> we've got the gang here today to talk about Zoom meetings. Um, yes. This is a really popular meeting app that many, many folks in the blind community use. Many businesses and universities use it. And today, here to talk about it is our special guest, Deb Lewis. Hi, Deb. Hi. And we also have with us tonight, Debbie Hazelton. Hello. Hello. And of course, the big R. Hi. And Mr. Jason Castingway. Hey there, everybody. And I'm Janine, and we're going to jump into it. So, Deb, what the heck is the Zoom app? I mean, I see it all the time. I get these emails with this big, long list of numbers. What the heck is this app, and, and how do we deal with it? So I, first of all, I wanted, I want to uh, dissuade anybody from thinking that I'm any kind of Zoom expert. Um, I probably oh, know much, yeah, I probably know much less about it than any of you do. But the thing that I have had a little bit of a different experience than many people have had with Zoom, because my employer, before I decided to become smarter and retire at the university, basically did a lot of worldwide teleconferencing. And they did it, you know, all the time. I was going to say 24-7. And, you know, that might have been kind of true because we had to accommodate so many time zones. So we had large meetings and we used every kind of platform there was to do that until we discovered Zoom. And then we stopped using all the other kinds. So one of the experiences that I did get very early on in in the Zoom process was the opportunity to host Uh, very active meetings that had maybe a couple hundred people participating and and had different things so I so I got some experiences that way that probably everyone doesn't get to get so so I've done that but but really otherwise you know we were all just feeling our way along with these but it's basically a um a conferencing program that can be audio and video or just audio, depending on what participants want. And participants can be doing different things all at the same time. And it is available on all platforms that currently exist today, I think. <laughs> you can do it with Miss A, if you oh, said it wow. correctly. Oh, um, wow. oh it's not that's that. not an easy feat, and I don't just recommend it, but immediately mm-hmm. when I saw you could, I had to try. So you can, but under certain conditions. But the most common ways you'll do it would be with a, a PC or a Mac or an iPhone or an Android phone 
or a landline phone where you just pick it up, you know, and dial in the numbers. Um, and you can do that. And you can all be doing different different ways at the same time and come together. And that is what I find really, really nice and especially really nice working with uh, lots of different consumer groups where we have people with sophisticated skills and people who want to just use their phone. And uh, I think that's, um, that's all fine. So that's really what it is. Not too horribly intimidating and actually quite accessible over the years. Uh, it's been one of those apps that has, I don't know if it was always accessible. No, but from, no, from not when it started. Start, no. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the conferencing apps weren't. I mean, I know I've yeah. tried a few in my day too, and it was like, wow, there's got to be an easier way to do this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, this is actually the most accessible conferencing app I've ever seen, and they have made some real efforts around accessibility. Like all apps, it can be kind of challenging to understand the, the grid of how it works. It, it uses, it has a series of tabs, and in those tabs are various options, and then those options change when you're in the meeting, and then the options are a little bit different if you are hosting the meeting versus participating in the meeting, and then they are different based on the device you're using. So if you are using your dial-up telephone, you only have a few options of things to do. But if you are using the full featured app on your phone or your PC or Mac, then you have a, a really wide radius of, of things. One of the things that's also really cool is you can do a lot of things with a free account whether you're uh, whether you're attending meetings, you don't even have to have an account to attend right. meetings. Right. But whether you're attending or whether you're hosting, uh, there was about a year that uh, at one point I did not have a pro account again, mm -hmm. and and you know there were people that joined and they said, oh, but you can only be here for forty five minutes, and I said, no, that's not true if it's just one other person. Yeah. Right, right, you know, so yeah, you're just having a chat together, mm -hmm. you can do that, but if and you, you can record, record and you can record, it's a full mm -hmm. featured, yeah. My husband does a uh, proofreading for the talking book library, and he does it. Uh, we're th uh, 300 miles from the library, oh, wow. and he does his proofreading here. And he has his proofreading partner, the sighted person who is in Seattle, and they use Zoom and they're using his free account to do this. And they can use Zoom to do any part of it as long as I don't try to join them. Um, <laughs> then they're going to have a short session. But I actually recommend um, that if you participate in Zoom meetings, even once, that you get a, the free account because for one thing, you can save your settings if you have an account. So one of the peskiest things that people find when they're trying to join their first Zoom meeting using uh, their computer or their phone is that Zoom has, it's supposed to be a feature where you can either have or not have audio. And the idea would be uh, that you might want to what would want to do that. Probably not any reasons why we would do that but a sighted person certainly might want to. And there are lots of reasons. So Zoom defaults to the idea that your audio isn't present until you, until you do something called join audio. 
And if you have the free account or a paid one, but even with the free one, you can save that setting so that when you come into a conference, your audio is already joined because probably you don't ever want to go to a conference without joining your audio. Then there are some other things like having your name uh, always there, you know, for when you sign in and so that we are not looking at everybody named iPhone. Now you can rename yeah. everybody and, and that's worthwhile. But after you've done that and then if they disconnect for any reason and they come back, they'll be iPhone again. Yes. Yeah. So, or you're, um, you're asking, you know, okay, we've got area code, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yes. And yes. Blah, and blah, 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 I'm going to call an area code that, you know, that, so it is nice to be able to have your name saved and the phone people cannot do that. If you've dialed in, you will always be by your phone number. But um, so in my thoughts about what people do when they host, there's a few tricks for that. But basically, I think that um, I, I recommend that even if you, you don't need to pay for the paid account, unless you really are going to host meetings. But if you ever think you're going to be on one, uh, you can get the free account and um, uh, you can either create an account with an email and a password and all that stuff to it, or you can use various things to sign in, including um, Google. And so you can then Zoom doesn't even have your credentials. So that's actually a nice feature too. Mm -hmm. Wow. So whenever you, let's say, um, sign in and download this account, and we'll give the, the um, website for Zoom is Zoom. US. It's kind of odd, but it's zoom.us. And uh, that's where you can go and find the download links for the free program. And then you can change and upgrade your plan in there if you want to uh, actually get a pro license. And uh, there's a lot of information up on that website, actually. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Awesome. Um, so there are a lot of um, things. So um, uh, just trying to think of things that, that people have been sort of stuck on and confused with that they've asked me about. And um, one of the things that is a little bit confusing to some people is that when you are setting up your account and you're going through the various things you can set up, part of it is actually set up on the web. And so all of a sudden your browser is going to open up and that is when you get to kind of the user settings and they've got lots and lots and lots of settings up there you can change, but they're not set inside the app. They're actually set on the website and the app knows when to go back and forth for you to do that. But um, it, you do need to be aware that your browser may open up and, and you may have to go there to continue, to continue your process because um, that's kind of how it works. Now, that um, brings yeah. up something that um, a little few months ago, I think it was, Zoom had kind of a little scandal that they quickly fixed. Mm -hmm. So, folks, this is a perfectly safe app. But for a time, they had an issue with your browser opening, and uh, that became a, a big security issue for folks. And uh, I mm. can't remember all the details of that particular incident, but Zoom came out and fixed that extremely quickly. I think it yeah. was a Zoom and Apple kind of thing, and it got fixed very quickly. Yeah. They're very, very, um, they're very proactive about, the app updates itself, you know, really, really often. In fact, just as we were getting ready to start today, it updated, <laughs> and we were all a little bit puzzled about what the changes looked like. And so, you know, it, it but it does. And, um, but they, they have really continued to, um, to try to keep it accessible. Now, not always easy to figure out, but but 
um, accessible in the sense of that they have keystrokes for things and um, all of that. I was going to share a couple of hosting tricks that I kind of got early that I think make a huge difference for people. And this one in particular, I think, is the one that made um, Debbie want to ask me to come on the call because mm -hmm. it's, it's not one everybody thinks of, but it does really help. If you have a conference and you have a lot of people who are going to need to talk one at a time, like right here, we're all choosing whether we're muted or unmuted and we're just kind of talking as we want to. But if, if you are really, you know, needing to keep everybody muted because you've got many of you or there's noise in the background somewhere or whatever, so you've chosen that. There are a couple of tricks for doing the muting and unmuting and hand raising thing that will make Zoom easier for a blind person to do. A, a sighted person doesn't have too much trouble with this, but if you're using a screen reader, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, one of the things that happens, yeah, Janine's probably experienced this. She big conferences. And I, yeah, I enlisted help to do this. Yes, okay, yeah, and that's by the way not a terrible thing to do at all. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with the idea of enlisting help, but if you don't have any, or if your help isn't really helping. Uh, that's how I learned how to do this was I had help all right, but it was not. Very, oh, you got to go down. No, no, you got to go up. It's like, wait a minute. There's got to be a system. Now, Zoom had a great system, which I understood, and then they've now changed it. So I'm, I'm, I haven't determined that there's really a system now, but I do know what the system was, but there's no point to tell you because it's gone. <laughs> but it took me a while. I was really pleased with myself. But anyway, basically... The way to manage this, and it's actually the way um, the ACB radio auction, the Christmas auction, gets managed. Um, it's, it's, this is the way to really do it. it. If you ask all of the participants to never mute or unmute themselves and never lower their hand, those are, the, those are the rules. Now, they can raise their hand because they might want to talk and you might want to let them. But, but they cannot mute and unmute and they cannot um, lower their hand. And so the reason for this is that when they do either of those things, um, muting and unmuting or raising and lowering their hand, they move in the order on the screen. And they move to the top. So the people whose hands are raised are the first tier of people. The people who are unmuted, whose hands are not raised, are the next tier of people. And then all other people are below them. And uh, there used to be a very, really interesting system for how they determined the order of those people. It was not in the order that you came. Um, but there was, a, there was a way, but they've kind of changed that now. So I don't know yet. I have to study more big conferences to see. <laughs> but here's what will happen. So, so you mute everyone, and then you, the host, mute everyone, and then you unmute the people who you need to be making the presentation, your panel or whoever it all is. And then they present along and it's all good. And then you're taking questions or someone wants to interrupt you for some reason. And they raise their Zoom hand, which is a button on the PC or, um, and has a keystroke for it and, um, or is um, on the iPhone, you, you can also do it. And on the telephone, you can also do it. So you raise your hand and you jump to the top of the heap for the person can find you. And it used to be that uh, Zoom uh, actually 
stopped when you got to the top, but now it's cycling around. So the best way to do this is if you're on the PC or the Mac, the best way to do this is to hit your home key and that uh, in the participant list, and that will take you to the real top of the list. Otherwise, you're just going to cycle around and around and not know quite where the top is anymore. So that was too bad that they changed that. You can get around that. So you hit the home key. It takes you to the top. You're going to see the people whose hands are raised. Do not lower their hand. That was my big mistake. You know, I lower their hand. I recognize you. Now I'm going to unmute you, but now I can't find you because you've dropped halfway down the list of participants, right? So basically, you keep their hand up. You unmute them. Now, the reason you don't want people to mute and unmute themselves is that if they have muted themselves, um, then you cannot unmute them without their permission. And that permission line does not always talk. So then you are tapping, tabbing over to uh, the mute button and you're pressing it and it's not <laughs> happening. You're pressing it and it's not happening. Everyone's waiting. Hey, where are you, person? It's not happening, right? We've all been there. And, oh, yes. Uh, and, and that's because... Those seconds uh, of, can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Well, the real issue is that they have at some point muted themselves and then they are not seeing the message that says the host wants to unmute you. Is that okay? You know. So, um, one of the things that I do in the in the host settings is to set the setting that says people can unmute themselves, and I usually set that to no, they can't, so that it forces me to do it. But if they muted before I got the audience muted, then sometimes they will still get that trigger of that notice that they don't always see and can't always find to be able to respond to the yes. And so then you get the guy signing out and signing in so he comes back. And, and that's the team. But that's how it's happening. That's what's going on behind the scenes. So if, if people will all, um, I usually start the call with everybody already muted and I tell them don't try to mess with your muting and unmuting sections, please, or your uh, settings, because um, if you do, you know, you'll have this trouble. You can raise <laughs> your hand. You can raise your hand. That's fine. Do not lower your hand. It's just a cyber hand. It won't get tired if it's up there. <laughs> I then let you talk. I unmute you, and hopefully that's all working because hopefully I've muted you, and then I can unmute you. So you talk, and we're done talking. I still do not lower your hand. I mute you. You will stay put as long as your hand is up. So I then can mute the right person because, you know, we've also all experienced that where you're muting and unmuting the wrong guy because they all <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So you keep have him keep his hand up. You mute him. Then you, if you want to unmute another person immediately, leave the first person's hand still up just because you're trying to create a static environment for a second. <laughs> and then after everything's going, so second guy is now talking and asking his question or making comment, you go back to first guy, lower that person's hand. He disappears down the line and you've still got your other guy with his hand up that, you're, that is talking and is unmuted. And that is how you do it. And... And if you do that, and if people cooperate coming in, we've been doing this in our state affiliate for a while. 
And I would say about 99% of the time, it's working pretty flawlessly for us because people are really used to the fact that I don't lower my hand. I don't mute and unmute myself. I don't touch anything, but I can Mm -hmm. raise my hand when I want to, and I will be called on, and then I will be kind of disposed of when it's all done. But um, it's it really does make it easier. And it makes it easier even if you do have a helper because they are scattering up and down the screen pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. People come in and go out and they don't come in and go out in the order. They, they, you know, they, they come into an order that is only right now known to Zoom because I haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. But, so um, what, what yeah. if they lower, well, what if they don't lower their hand, right. but they have another comment like, I don't know, 10 minutes well, later. You're, you're going to take their hand down right after they're done talking. You're oh, either I thought gonna, you were going to leave it up. No, okay. no, no, no. You're going to either they leave it up. It, okay. You're going to take it down either right after they're done talking, after you have muted them. It's important okay. to mute them first so you can find them um, okay. and that they won't move. So, um, so basically, you lower their hand as soon as it's feasible for you. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when, you're, when it's clear they're done talking and, and or you're done having them talk, when they're done, you, uh, you go ahead and mute them and then you lower their hand. And whether you lower their hand before you unmute the second person sort of depends on how much the pressure is. If you really want to get another person talking quick, you know, because you're trying to move this along, then go ahead and unmute the second person and lower the first person's hand. And if they pop it back up, it just means they come back in the queue. That really makes a huge difference. And it makes the whole thing much more smooth as you're working through it. That is a very good tip. Because I kept wondering, how in the world? Because I've seen people, you know, do it on their own. And I say, how in the world are you doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know you have big, big groups like that and you have, yes. I've seen on the hero ones where there's like lots of people calling in on a phone, oh for my example. Goodness, and yes. Yeah. Amazing lot. number, you know, for people who probably all have smartphones, mm-hmm. but they, you know, but they've been flummoxed by the app or it's just not convenient sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that's all fine. I mean, and it's, I mean, it's great that it has the flexibility and it's great that it has the flexibility to be truly international. Yes. They have phone numbers for everywhere and um you know we have a regular conversation at our house with some folks who live in the uk and we use zoom for that and it works very well for us and so you know i've actually been on a technology call with some folks from and we'll give them a shout out here the blind citizens australia oh sure yeah yeah yeah. Uh, unfortunately it was three o'clock in the morning my time but hey you know (laughs) yeah no we we used to uh when i was working we regularly met with a a group that uh provided services for blind people in india and they are 12 and a half hours from our time so so we used to have lots of 10 o'clock meetings it is a very flexible platform platform for that. And so I, I think that that's, that's a great option. Yeah. Now let's talk about recording from the app because you can indeed record from the app. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. If you want to record from the app, there's a tab actually that 
that deals with the meetings and has all of the, the recording stuff in it. But the easiest way I have found to find that on the PC side is to just uh, tab through. It's past the participants list and it's about three tabs past where the participants are and you can record the host can record there that that's only available for the host so if the host wants to designate another person to record then they need to identify that participant in their participant panel and on the mac you would interact with that participant of to obviously to get to the next level below that's the typical mac way um, but on the pc you would uh, tab over to a button that says manage participants and in there there's a menu of a host of fun things you can do to your participants so uh, oh did i say that <laughs> that's where you will determine whether the participants can mute and unmute themselves in general that is um, where you will determine a variety of things that you um, can do with participants. It's, also, it's where you can actually block somebody if you need to remove them from the call and various things like that. But one of the things that you can do there is you can uh, designate. Now, you can't do this with a free account, but you can with a paid account. You can designate a different person to be the host or to be a co-host. So sometimes how you can have your helper is somebody who is the helper and is participating in the call and doesn't have to necessarily be with you. They can do it from another place. You can um, set a new host there. You can assign them the option to uh, to do the recording so you've got a number of things in there that you can and they can help with the chat when yeah. that gets yeah, busy. absolutely you know i usually don't even let the chat window be enabled if for one thing it really drives the mobile phone users nuts to have it, it, it uh, does mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> for yep. someone who attends a lot of work meetings yeah. on yeah. the mobile zoom app oh my goodness yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. I mean, we can make snarky comments and all oh, that. Sure. But they, yeah. they also <laughs> appear on people's screens. Right. And your chat messages get saved with the meeting. Yes, so they you do. Can actually review them. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. And that's handy if you want to put up a phone number or, or yeah. a or a pizza coupon or something that you want to share with everybody, but but um, it isn't so good otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, everything gets saved. So the audio <laughs> is saved, the, the video, if it's happening, is saved. And um, so you want to be careful with that because especially if you don't um, actually make sure that the, um, um, the video is off, Yes, you could have um, questionable video if there's not video that's part of the conference, and mm -hmm. I have a couple of very sad little stories about that. Mm -hmm. and, and because the video gets saved, and whatever the video sees, it goes mm -hmm. and records. And mm -hmm. you know what all your participants are doing, you yes, I've heard yes. some stories. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. So that's kind of challenging too. So I, when I'm having conferences that don't have video part as part of them, I. Um, I actually don't allow video to go through. And the other good reason to not do that is that a video takes up more bandwidth. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, one, of the, one of the challenges with any of these systems, and it's true with Zoom too, is that people who are calling in with not very good bandwidth, of course, are going to really be breaking up and mm -hmm. all that. And if they have video on top of that. So I actually, if, if we have video to share, then that's just fine. But if we aren't going to share some video, I actually kill it because mm -hmm. 
it's going to save and somebody may watch that and you may not really be aware of what all they mm-hmm. are going to look at. So, um, yeah, it's, it can be very interesting. And we're not, we don't always pick that up as well as, right. blind, you know, as blind people. We might miss right. that. When you say that, I know the pro account is for 100 and you say you've, uh, is it 150 now? Okay. It always you, has been a while. Oh, I thought it was 100. Okay. So when you say that you've been in some with a couple of hundred people, how much yeah. more expensive is that to? Oh, they have tiers of it. The university had a like higher tier. We had sub rooms and oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We did all kinds of really, really cool things actually. So we could be meeting like this and then we could decide that some of us want to go off and talk about something else. You know, we're going to have a breakout group. Mm-hmm. And so we could just flip a couple buttons and we'd be broken out accordingly. I've you know, I'll that. send That's you incredible. two over to this group and you two over to this group and we'd all be there. And then you'd bring them all back in your half hour, like, you know, you want them to come back. And so that was always, that was always really neat. And of course, I don't have that in mind. I just have the standard pro account, but you can do that. You can have, they have a a more formal webinar system. I mean, you can do sort of a webinar of sorts. You can share your video and you can, um, and you can put up some things. You can do some kind of classy things with this account, with the regular pro account. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do some really classy things if you actually have their their webinar um, yeah. add-on. So, yeah. yeah there's it's it's probably a whole lot more effective to share your screen than it was for me today. <laughs> <laughs> I was all set up. I was all excited. I had a PowerPoint and I thought, I'll yeah. share my screen. That'll be right. great. Luckily, I tested it before the call and my sighted helper on the other end said, um, nothing. There's no. nothing. And I yeah. could mm-hmm. not get this yeah. thing to come on. So oh. I'm sure there is something yeah. that I have that is not set correctly. But Well, yeah, the other part of it is that I think screen readers actually interfere significantly with the screen sharing thing. Uh-huh. I found that when I needed to screen share, I usually... Um, had another person do it from their screen uh-huh, because then idea. they actually could make it fit to the screen, which mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't know, and um, and you didn't have interference from the screen reader as you might go over the thing and mm-hmm. and you know be reading it and getting that to highlight or some weird thing. And so um, you know I have always found that uh, with any of these sharing sorts of apps, I've done a lot of material that way but I've always found that the best way to do it really is to and I've done plenty of live PowerPoint that's you know if I'm just doing live PowerPoint with a projector you know I am very comfortable oh, that's that. much much easier <laughs> yeah that's easy to do you know I definitely have done it but I recommend just having another person who yeah, co-hosts and does that's it. what I decided to do for, yeah I would do that next. it's mm-hmm. not worth it yeah. Um, presentation like this yeah. it's like oh yeah. gosh no let's let's, yeah, let's try to do this way. differently yeah because otherwise then people get really distracted with what you're sort of trying to go through mm-hmm. and do and and if you get the thing up there at all that's great but it may not like yeah. you said so yeah i just found i we experimented with that my my supervisor really wanted me to do it it's going to just be so cool if you can do that well, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was not worth it. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have to prove anything I said. So, right. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it's a great platform. And um, so now we're going to bring up 
the one thing yes that really oh, caused no. us to want to talk to you. It made me oh, too no. too rattled to give you give me wrong dates. The Zoom calendar. And, oh, the Zoom calendar. Okay. Yes, the Zoom. Oh my God. Well, there are some different ways to do this, yeah, and so everyone doesn't. Everyone doesn't have the same technology, so I'm not sure if I can. I use it all the time. I can mm -hmm. tell you that. Um, yeah. But but it is a tricky thing. I there there are um, plugins, uh, Outlook plugins for people who have Outlook that you can use and it also interfaces with um, the Google Calendar which I think is a pretty good way to do it as well. I and, pretty much live by that one. <laughs> yeah and that's fine and that's just totally fine. So basically in your settings you're going to set which thing is your calendar of choice so that it's working with that calendar. And what it what happens basically is you go into the schedule a meeting I really recommend doing this on the PC before you do this on a smartphone. You can do it on a smartphone. I've definitely done it. But I would recommend doing it on a PC or a Mac before you do, because then I think you get a little bit better idea of the whole layout of how this works. So what you're going to do is you're going to do the first part of the scheduling actually in Zoom, and then the second part of it is going to be handled by your calendar. So basically, you start out with the scheduling a meeting, and it wants to know, you know, when it's going to be, and, and the particulars of it, and what countries you want to enable the phone numbers for, and, you know, to do, to do. And then eventually, when you get that all done, it it should pop you, if you have your um, plugin set up correctly, it should pop you into your calendar to finish, which is the, basically all you have to fill in there is who you're inviting and that sort of stuff. And then the rest of it's all filled in and then you just uh, send it, send it off to them. And um, mm. it works really well. Now what people don't realize is that you can, you can use the calendar to do this, and that's great, but you can actually hold an ID indefinitely as long as you keep using it. You get a, what they call a personal meeting ID, which they give you a default one, but you can create any one you want, and it's a 10-digit ID, and the IDs they assign when you do just a general meeting scheduling are nine-digit IDs, so that's, that's one thing, but the um, but even a nine-digit ID, as long as you keep using it, it's quite a long time that you don't have to use it. And I looked it up, and I can't remember now, but it's quite I a while. it's around a year. Yeah, it's quite a while. Yeah. As, as long as you keep using the thing, it stays available to you. For example, we have um, a meeting that I host every month, and um, I went into Zoom, and I made it a sign I didn't want to use my personal ID for this particular meeting, and I made it assign an ID and all the particulars of it. And um, basically, I've been using that meeting ID for a long, long time because I do it every single month. Since I keep using it, it it's, it's held by me, and I've still got it. So it's not tied to the calendar event at all. The calendar event is absolutely for your convenience. But if you copy that or just just want to circulate that yeah. id the yeah. person doesn't get those phone numbers and things with it oh you well you can you can copy the meeting invitation that's always one of the options okay. 
and okay. they'll copy the and that's available if you do that on the main screen that's going to copy a meeting invitation with your personal id but when you're in the calendar uh scheduling uh tab and you're scheduling a meeting one of the options in there is to copy the invitation and it will literally copy the entire invitation to the screen and then you can save it now i edit them I will tell you straight up. I oh, think yeah. Zoom sends out too much information. There's so, a lot of stuff. So, in there. yeah. So I edit them. So when you get one from me, usually, unless I'm just in a big hurry and I know you know what you're doing and so I don't worry about you. But if I'm sending out one to people, you know, regular people, <laughs> I, I um, edit it severely. So basically, you know, I, there's the, you are invited to a Zoom meeting line and then I take out a whole lot of stuff. And then I put that link that they can use to um, to join and by the way you can use the link or you can just take the numbers off the end of the link and put them in the join field and um, that's often easier because then you get to see what your name will be when it's coming up mm -hmm. and when I was working you know sometimes I wanted the name to be my employer and sometimes I wanted it to be my name and and oh. different things you know so you can change your name there and so it's very very handy so I always put that link and then I actually only usually put one phone number and I think about which end of the country my callers are likely to be coming mostly from. And so I don't put all those phone numbers. And then I put the access ID, which is the same as the end of that link with the phone number. And then I usually, if I know I might have people who are going to dial in on their iPhones or Android phones, I will put that one touch mobile, one tap mobile, uh, yes. it's all strung out like that with the commas. And yep. because that's nice, you can hit that. Oh, and it, it is. It puts everything in there it for puts you. everything mm -hmm. in there for you. And so that is a very nice thing. So if I know I don't have any of those people coming, I don't bother to include that. But otherwise, mm -hmm. and then and then, you know, if I have a, if I'm really going to be having people I don't know who are coming, then I'll leave that link at the bottom that says if you want to find a number where you are, you know, you go here and that all works. But if I know kind of who's coming, I know it's only people in the U.S. or whatever, then I don't give them any of that. So I kind of try to tailor those down so that you're not overwhelmed with a pile of stuff and trying to so often people have told me, well, I, I, I joined the meeting, but I can't find the phone number. Well, it's right there <laughs> and several of them, but I see why you missed it because it was spaced way in on the line and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and there's all this writing around it and all this other stuff and, and, and people are just challenged by that. And I think that's true. So um, I edit those down. So now we are in the Zoom free account. And this is what you're going to see. I'm just going to tab to the right here. And again, we are in Zoom for Windows. And I'm using NVDA. Tab control. Home tab selected checked. Search edit. Zoom. Setting button. Starting a new meeting with video on button. Okay, and I definitely don't want to do that. So we'll fix that here momentarily. New meeting option drop down button. Join button. Schedule button. Share screen button. Share option drop down button. Sunday, October 20th, 2019, 1324. Change background image. Select a different background image button. No upcoming meetings today. Tab control. Home tab selected checked. Search edit. Now I'm going to go back to the home tab and we're going to tab control. Set up home tab day. selected checked. And I'm just going to arrow now through these. Chat one on red messages tab selected checked. 
There's a chat. Meetings tab selected checked. And meeting is what I want. And now that that is selected, I'm going to go ahead and tab. Search edit. Zoom. Janine Stanley. Status. Available. F refresh button. Tab control. Upcoming meetings tab selected checked. Schedule meeting button. Okay, now I want to schedule a meeting. And this is where I am the host, and I'm going to go ahead and set this up, and we'll show you how the calendar works. Menu. Schedule a meeting. Okay, so we went into a menu, and we have schedule a meeting. Schedule from Outlook. Schedule from Outlook. Schedule from Google Calendar. Schedule from Google Calendar. Schedule a meeting. I'm just going to go ahead and schedule a meeting. Schedule a new meeting window. Topic Janine Stanley's Zoom meeting edit Janine Stanley's Zoom meeting. And here is schedule where I a new meeting window. Put in the topic, so I'm just going to and we'll just call this demonstration meeting. Okay, demonstration meeting. Now we're going to tab. Start Sunday, 20 October 2019, comma 14 00. Press tab and use arrow left and right to move focus. Use arrow up and down to change selection. Aha, so we got a little hint there. So we're going to press the tab key. Drop list on October 20th, 2019. Okay, I don't want it on October 20th. So let me, what happens if I up arrow? Wet November 20th, 2019. Ah, that's by month. Right. Sun October 20th, 2019. Now I'm going to right arrow here. Drop list 1400 hours. Okay. Drop list on October 20th, 2019. Mon October 21st, 2019. Now, what I did to get to the days, I hit my down arrow and I didn't hear anything. And then I hit my up arrow. So we're going to have this meeting on Monday. And now we're going to go over to the time. Drop list 1400 hours. 1300 hours. Uh, that would be one o'clock. So we'll keep it there. Duration, zero hour combo box. Okay, how, what do we want our duration to be? Duration, one hour. Let's have it be one hour. Okay. Duration, one hour. Okay, so we have our duration of one hour. Duration, zero hour. Hmm. So our duration doesn't seem 30 to 30 minutes be combo working. box. So I hit escape to get out of that because it doesn't seem to take the uh, one hour here. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Time zone, but, GMT right. 4 o'clock, Eastern time, US and Canada, combo box. Okay, so we have all kinds of time zones here you can pick from. Recurring meeting checkbox not checked. Recurring meeting. Now, this is where if you want to keep an ID the same for a meeting, you can do that. I'm going to Remember check. to check recurrence or repeat in your calendar invitation alert. Okay, checked. there we go. So we're going to go ahead and do that so that this will be a meeting that no matter when I want to hold it, it's going to have the same meeting ID. Meeting ID generate automatically radio button checked. And... So we can do this or meeting ID, personal meeting ID. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the generate meeting ID automatically because don't really want my meeting ID in there. Require meeting password checkbox checked. You can do this. I'm not going to do it. Not checked. Well, uncheck it so that that means that when people come in, they have to have a meeting password. Video host off radio button checked. Yes, video definitely off. Video participants off radio button checked. Definitely off for participants as well. Audio telephone and computer audio radio button checked. And you can set this up to only have telephone audio or only have computer audio. I like to have both because you never know. Dial in from United States. Edit button. Okay. Here you can put in some specifics. Calendar outlook radio button checked. 
Okay, here you can pick your calendar. Outlook. Calendar, Google Calendar, radio button checked. I'm going to pick Google Calendar, but let's look at what the others are here. Calendar, other calendars, radio button checked. Calendar, Outlook, radio button checked. And we're back to Outlook. I'm going to Calendar, go Google Calendar, radio Google button calendar, checked. And I'm moving through these various things with my arrow keys. I'm tabbing to a category and then moving with my up and down arrow keys. Advanced meeting options. Collapse button. Advanced meeting options. Enable join before host checkbox not checked. Okay, enable join before host. This is what Deb talked about where um, you won't be able to join until the host comes in. And I'm going to go ahead and check that. I usually try to come to and open my meetings early, usually about 15 minutes. But I also don't like people hanging out in the room and, you know, dialing in whenever. So we've got that. Let's see what else is here. Mute participants on entry checkbox not checked. Okay, mute participants on entry. So I'm not going to do that for this particular thing. We'll let everybody talk and be unmuted. Record the meeting automatically on the local computer checkbox not checked. So you can actually set that up so you're never going to forget to do it on the local computer. Now these recordings can take up a lot of space, especially if you do video and screen sharing. I tend not to check that, but you can if you want. Schedule button. And there is schedule. Zoom schedule a Zoom free account window. So it's going to go ahead and take me over to Google Calendar to put all that information in, which if I wanted to, I could do. So what can we do if we've scheduled this meeting and we want to invite more people and we're not quite sure how to do that? So we're going to go to the meetings tab again. Tab control. Upcoming meetings tab selected checked. Okay, here are upcoming meetings. Schedule meeting button. Meeting list list. Now. Meeting top ICA equals demonstration meeting equals meeting ID. Okay, so here's our meetings list. And this is where you're going to find all of your meetings that you have. My personal meeting ID, PMI, 48347. is always going to be in there. But we have this one. Meeting top ICA equals demonstration meeting equals meeting ID, 314400. Okay, so here, there's our demonstration meeting. Now, if you tab again. A equals demonstration meeting equals. Recurring alert. Meeting ID, 314400. Start button. Copy meeting invitation information button. And this is what we were talking about, to copy the meeting invitation information. And if I press this button. Copied. Alert. Okay, so that has been copied to the clipboard. Now I can go to whatever mail app I'm using. I can copy that into an email. I can paste that on a Facebook group. I can do whatever I want with that meeting invitation. And it will have all of the information in it that everyone needs. So that's a little explanation of the calendar that we were talking about here in Zoom. Well, one of the odd things that I found about getting invitations in the Google Calendar, mm -hmm. and it, this has vexed several of us at IRA for a while, <laughs> is that <laughs> if somebody uses their personal Zoom ID and they haven't put a name on it, Right. that you can type mm -hmm. in if they just have the 10 numbers and you double tap on that even though it's the whole web address and all of that kind of thing google calendar still sees that as a phone number and it will pop yes. up you know oh which right. map do you want to use call oh, that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it's yeah. maddening yeah yeah and i don't know why it does that <laughs> and this one i usually use on you know the the mobile app because yeah. i'm yeah. you know just joining a work meeting where my audio right. is not particularly important right. are going to be recorded. So, you know, I felt okay, quick and easy. I can move around with the phone. I can mute myself, all that kind of thing. It, it sounds like some of it for, for me and maybe some of us is not getting those initial settings set up. 
that need to yeah. be set up on that are not on not in the app but on the website and you know what this reminds me of some of you may remember Deb I, I think you'll remember this do you remember when I was new to the iPhone and we were all going on and on about remember the milk oh and, yes and you were one that knew it you were really good with that app that app through me <laughs> yeah it, it takes a little bit to kind of go through and 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 go through all of the settings and kind of figure out you know what how you're going to really use it and one of the challenges really is that you know the the, the great flexibility is also the nemesis because mm -hmm. really um, as people are helping each other it's like well, that's not my experience, but then it's not your experience because you're do using it in a completely different right. way. So, mm -hmm. you know, it really, really is, you know. So what I try to really do is replicate when I'm helping someone with it. I try to sort of try to replicate what their world is looking like and why would that occur rather than just saying, well, that can't be occurring. Because mm -hmm. it, it, especially with this app, with all the flexibility there is, it can be. I had, uh, just to give you an example, I... With my hosting, I use my personal ID a lot. So I have it set up that you can't join the meeting till I come so that I don't have somebody just deciding to use it, you know, because they know it. So it doesn't. So for a long time, I was hearing from people, you know, I try to come and, and I can't get in. I can't get in. Well, I finally found out it was that they were coming 15 minutes early and I usually mm -hmm. come live. You know, so I'm now really, really clear. And now, and I will be open for you at this time. And and that has helped. And people tell me they're just connecting so much better now. <laughs> but it's just understanding. It's not them. It's not me. It's not anything. It's just understanding, you know, other yeah. people. They go to everybody else's Zoom meeting and that's not blocked off, you know. Right. But but that's what a choice I made. And then Zoom actually sends me an email, millions of them. Yes. Every yeah. time somebody tries to <laughs> every time somebody oh, attendees yeah. are they're waiting. waiting. They're waiting. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bop them. Where are they years so early? I caught Randy <laughs> earlier and I knew he was looking for snacks. Oh, is that <laughs> <Aren't> here yet? <laughs> Well, if you all in the audience only knew how much we talk about food in the menu, food, it's, um, you know, it's no wonder he was looking for snacks. I know. Yeah, he was checking up on me. He wanted to see. Well, one of the reasons, one of the interesting reasons that people will actually um, try to get into a Zoom meeting, and I didn't realize this until somebody told me, they were actually putting the number into yes. their Zoom to get to their right. meeting history right. to right. make it easier. So explain to people what this is. Yeah, I love the meeting history, except oh, that sometimes that, that does funny things for me because I think I remember, oh, yeah, I think that's the meeting. <laughs> you know those recurring meetings that people use the same ID sometimes. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. No, I'm pretty good at cleaning it up. But um, but actually, um, if you've been to a Zoom meeting recently, then um, the the ID of that meeting or the name of that meeting, if it if it actually was hosted by somebody that has a vanity ID or different things, uh, the information about that meeting is available in in the meeting history. And the nice thing about that then is that you can um, you can go back to the meeting history and just um, arrow down to the meeting you need 
and uh, press enter on it and start going or, or double tap it or whatever you're doing with your phone. But um, so that's a really nice thing. That is one of the best parts of actually honestly using the calendar and um, accepting the um, meeting invites is that um, is if your calendar and this varies a bit from calendar app to calendar app and also versions, um, <laughs> but under the right conditions, um, the, um, the perfect conditions, uh, that Zoom event will uh, show up in your schedule and you can see your yes. upcoming meetings. And oh, it yeah. will always happen if you've scheduled it. Uh, mm -hmm. It will not always happen if someone else has, even if you've accepted it, although I think it's supposed to. So the, yeah. the calendar apps aren't quite as synced with it as, as they could be. But, and, uh, and I've honestly noticed that the Google Calendar in the mobile version yeah. is not as good if you want to, say, set up a meeting and then, oh, you know what? I want to have this meeting on Zoom. And you go down right. and you choose Zoom. Yeah. And it never sets, it never throws you over to Zoom. It doesn't, it doesn't throw you over correctly, right? Um, yeah. Outlook does a little better job of. Yes, Outlook that. does a much better job at that. And if you do it on the Mac or on the PC, it will throw you right over in yeah. there in yeah, the Google Calendar and you can yeah. do it very smoothly. Yeah, but on but the phone, it doesn't quite, it doesn't, quite, even on my Google phone, it doesn't quite do it. Right. Yeah, which is very interesting. That's yeah. that's almost good to know because I thought, oh, please don't let this be an iPhone thing. <laughs> no, it's not an iPhone thing. It's actually kind of a problem on the Google phone as well. It doesn't sync back up mm -hmm. as well as it as it should. So we've gone over a lot today. And if you are really new to Zoom, we hope that certainly you will um, check out a lot of things we've talked about. But another good resource is the book Meet Me in the Cloud. And it is by Jonathan Mosen, a familiar name to ACB Radio. And that is still available on his website, mosen.org. That's M-O-S-E-N. Dot org and Deb, um, let's talk about that book a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that was how I got into Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. that. So yeah. is that still relevant? Because that book's uh, yes. I, I think uh, I actually I looked at that before we talked. I think yesterday because I thought you know I I don't know whether that's still relevant. So let me mm -hmm. take a look, and I did. And um, actually, yes, I would say that about ninety nine percent of the book is relevant and. And all of it's relevant, but some of it's not accurate just because things change. But most of it is. And so I think um, it would not be unreasonable to, um, to be reading and kind of following along the things he talks about. And um, he, it's a little bit more based toward the pro account. So mm -hmm. um, although it's, you know, he does try to differentiate what's the pro account and what's not the pro account, mm -hmm. it's a little harder to follow it without the pro account. Um, yeah. So there's that. But I think that most of the information is really still good because the interface has not changed too much. Mm -hmm. That's well, and he's really good at explaining lots of yeah. different levels yeah. oh, yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. Now, the phone app wasn't really covered very no. well because it had just come out, I think, yes. whenever that yeah. book came out. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was a fairly new thing. But the phone app is actually 
and fairly easy to use, I think, especially if you're just joining a meeting and you're not right. having to do anything. Yeah, don't um, host it from the phone. Yeah, either. it gets a little busy. Yeah. That gets a phone. little wonky. <laughs> well, part of it is that the um, the mute button is out on the main screen, but the raising of the hands is not. Yes, and that's so buried. It, it's kind of buried, um, and that's a little yeah. hard. The one thing also I just want to mention, because we really encourage people to do this, if you are going to participate in Zoom, have a microphone. And yes. I don't care if that microphone is your is your telephone handset because you're using your phone. That's fine. But mm -hmm. if you're going to use a smartphone or your PC or whatever, don't use the internal mics on them because yeah. your screen reader will pick up too much and a lot of other noise will pick up. Mm -hmm. And just the handling of your phone will pick mm -hmm. up. And it's extremely loud in everyone else's ears with their headsets yep. on and it doesn't oh. sound good with the airpods and it also oh. if you're on a speaker phone and oh, you're not, not muted that's terrible yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that will cause a horrendous echo yeah um, on the line and, and there, so, if you have a lower bandwidth situation, so if you're going to use your iPhone or your Android phone, it, if you can put that phone on wire on the wireless uh, wherever you mm -hmm. are, it's going to help a lot. Because if you do have low bandwidth, you're going to have that breakup you have from the bandwidth, and mm -hmm. and you're going to have a lot of delay. There's always a little bit of delay when you're doing IP over internet, but right. there is more when you're doing it with low bandwidth, <laughs> or when you're doing it. With with people in India. I remember that was sometimes true <laughs> no matter what they did. But but really you will you will um, it will make a difference to the people you're participating with. So if you are not able to pull those things off and you do have access to a landline phone, go ahead and use that because yeah. It'll this be a isn't much the time better. to show off your technology. You want to sound good and you'll sound great on your <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I was asking, is there, I know you can go and mute each person individually, uh -huh. but is there a mute all, just yes. one? Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Someone um, was asking alt, me about yeah, that. Yeah. Alt M, I think it is. Okay. Because it's Alt A to mute yourself. How about mm -hmm. on the phone? Uh, on the phone, if only if you're the host, you know, there will be. Yes. Right. If you're the host. And yeah. you're hosting yeah. on your phone. You can fundamentally do everything on the phone. I'm kind of saying that with a little hesitancy, mm -hmm. but really, <laughs> I think intentionally you can do anything on the phone really that you can do in the in the uh, PC and, and Mac apps. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more awkward. But you can only record to the cloud on the phone. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because of the size of the phone. Yep. You got it. And these are fairly big files, folks. And mm -hmm. what is kind of cool if you're using the recording for anything later is that you can set, even in the free account, you can set it to have each person on the call in their very own channel. Right. So if, yeah. you know, something is going on, like my dog starts snoring or something in the background really loud, I can go into my channel and mute all that. And you can have it record to the cloud or to the computer yep. and you can get an audio only file. Yep. Which is With nice. Everybody together, which is great. That's what we typically use here for mm -hmm. main menu. It, very simple, very easy. And speaking of all of that, it has been a real pleasure, Deb Lewis, having you here with us. You're going to have to come back. We've had a, a 
primarily because we do have we do have Randy recording. We have Jason here who's been very quiet, but this has been this has been an all ladies main menu. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> this week it's been uh, many of the main menu gang reuniting again after a while. So thank you so much, Randy. You're welcome. Thank you, Deb. Mm-hmm. And Jason. Absolutely. And Deb squared, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Deb, awesome. thank you so much for coming. And, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of affiliates, a lot of different people are going to get a lot out of this. So I think this will be very important. Oh, yeah. totally yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Main Menu. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, repeating various times throughout the week. To listen and for a full schedule, go to acbradio.org mainstream. You can also listen using ACB Link for Android or iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130. To send us your suggestions or comments, or if you are interested in submitting something you'd like us to air on Main Menu, email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Main Menu. Please note that airing of any content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.